0: You are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network.
1: And now here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. It is the third and final hour of Miller and Moulton along the network. Anyway, the Diamond District bonus hour is one hour away to our loyal 239 audience. Thanks so much for being with us on this Super Bowl Monday. Only 206 days away from the next NFL game that counts in the standings. No big deal. Or anything. So, you know, please forgive us if we talk about this game and virtually only this game. Like we got chastised on the text line because we didn't bring up the Gators big win over Auburn on Saturday. How about this though, Gator fan? We bet it. We did. Hard.
0: For all of you that think we're gator haters. Right. Our hard earned money was bet on those Florida Gators. Yeah. Miller and Moulton are on a heater right now.
1: We really are. This is like damn.
0: So the Hard Rock Bet app, David, when you look at your betting history, uh huh, it lists the bets in either green or red. Green if you win, red if you lose. Just quick. Right. David, it's yeah. just all green. I know. Our last loss was Utah plus five and a half against Arizona, and Arizona needed double overtime to win by six.
1: Six. Right. Listen, we have a system. It's just something we've noticed over the years. Here's the deal. Uh, Home court advantage in college basketball is the last advantage for being at home. All the other sports, it doesn't matter worth a damn. It doesn't. College football, pro football, it, it, it doesn't matter. Seriously, college basketball, it still matters. So here's what we've been doing all year. We didn't put our money behind it till like the last you know two weeks. But all year we've been saying, okay, ranked team, favored on the road. Take the unranked home. Dog. And
0: we didn't take one yesterday. I didn't communicate with David before the game, and we have to have a unanimous decision if we're going to place bets. Right. There was one game that fit the criteria yesterday. It was Florida Atlantic laying seven and a half at Wichita State.
1: Who's terrible.
0: Terrible.
1: Terrible. I mean, Charles Barkley says they're terrible.
0: And I didn't even bother with David. I looked at it. I, I said, we're on a little bit of a roll. Let's just sit this one out. I don't like this one. Utah State took them to overtime.
1: Right. Now, now they I ended up you, not covering. Right. But that it's our theory. Put it this way. We placed four bets on Saturday. Mark, how many did we win? Four. Okay. There were two other games that fit our criteria. We were texting back and forth, and we agreed. We're either going to bet them both. Or we're not going to bet them both because we were kind of. And one of
0: them was Wisconsin and Rutgers. And we're like, is Wisconsin really going to lose four games in a row? They, they were, they right. moved themselves up into the top 10.
1: And Rutgers' best win on the season was a home win over Nebraska. I mean, so are we really, and so we stayed away. Yeah, Rutgers beat the tar out of them. Okay, Beat the tar out of them. Right. So then Miami at home against North Carolina also fit the criteria. But Miami's been playing horribly, and Carolina had just lost the Georgia Tech, or no, Clemson. They just lost to Clemson earlier in the week. So we're like, well, the odds are my North Carolina's not going to lose again. So they're going to win. And the line's a small line. It's like four and a half. Uh, let's just stay away. It scared us, even though it fit the criteria. Well, Carolina won, but they only won by three. So if we had used our criteria, we would have gone 6-0 Saturday. Instead, we went 4-0. And Trent Bally is actually eating something other than ramen noodles this week because apparently he bet like seven, eight bucks on the Gators to I pound Auburn.
2: had a great weekend. Between the Super Bowl and your guys' betting formula for college hoops this weekend, I'm, I'm looking pretty good.
1: Good for I you. Mean, He's actually—he's gonna have a carbohydrate this week. That's how much money he made over the weekend.
2: And for the record, because I know my my grandparents and family are listening to this, I pulled some money out of my account. Look at you, of my hard rock. I actually walked away with a little bit of money and left some in the account for this week's, you know, festivities. But
1: festivities—that's yeah. that's what we're calling it now. See, when you're on a heater, it's festivities. <laughs> exactly. So.
0: so no knock to Lee Sterling and Paramount Sports, but just listen to Miller and Moulton in the bonus hour, and we're giving you free money right now.
1: Right. Final segment of the show. Or just, you know, go with our uh, our formula, which this year is just, man, we are crushing it.
2: And by the way, if you listen along the network and you don't get the bonus hour, you can always download it. You can always tune tune in on Twitch. So there's no excuse to be missing these winners. Help us help you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Cuba. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Okay. Yeah. Look at him, boy. He he really, he must have done. He's cross promoting while doing the show. He must have had a good weekend. He
0: really did. He must have made wow. twenty two dollars. Yeah, he
1: must be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's not even having to order from the the specials part of the menu. Wow, good for him. So, um. All right, Chiefs win. Our poll question—we've got a few. So, are they a dynasty? Yay or nay? We've got two yeses on the show, and Mark's like, "Mm, "I I haven't said no." Yeah, but to go by your own criteria in answering questions, this is your criteria. Okay, I hate when I take—you know—you take me and throw it back at me. I'm going to take you and throw it back at you. I'm obsessed with Hall of Fames. You're not. But whenever we do this, somebody a Hall of Famer, this, that, and the other thing, your feeling is, listen, if it doesn't spit yes immediately out of your mouth, the answer is no. So same deal. Chiefs of Dynasty. You have not said yes. Therefore, your answer is no. This is the Mark Miller definition of how you answer poll questions.
0: No, you're right, David. You're right, and I've, I've, left the, I've left the poll question unanswered throughout the show, and I, I guess right. you just answered it for me.
1: You know, you they are right. They are you.
0: walking right up to the bar.
1: Right, but you're still charging them admission, and that's it, okay, all right. Because I asked you, when the San Francisco Giants won three World Series in five years, 2010, 2012, 2014, are they a dynasty? You said they weren't to me. Okay, when the Blackhawks went to five... They went to five conference finals in either six or seven years in hockey, which is very difficult to do. Went to three finals and won all three, 2010, 2013, 2015. Three and six years in the NHL. Five conference finals in seven years. Did you think the Blackhawks were a dynasty? You said no.
0: No, the New York Islanders were a dynasty.
1: Okay. Edmonton was a dynasty.
0: Edmonton was a dynasty.
1: Okay. The Chiefs
0: are really close.
1: I was going to say, back-to-back – it's, it's only been done one other time in, uh, and, you know, 40 years. And you
0: factor in all the AFC Championship games, it's extremely close.
1: Well, one other time in 25 years, I should say. Patriots did it o three o four seasons. In the 90s, two teams actually went back-to-back, Cowboys and Broncos. But just wanted to be accurate there. We try actually pretty hard to be accurate on this show. Have some fun, but actually be right. So, um, okay, are you blaming Kyle Shanahan in any way, shape, or form, or are you just going, no, man, Mahomes beat you? Would
0: have liked Kyle Shanahan to run the football in the third quarter. There's a lot of ticky-tack things I can get after Kyle Shanahan about, but it's not his fault that they missed an extra point. It is not his fault that a player didn't clear out and took a punt off of his foot. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I blame a coach for those two things that are critical in the outcome of this football game.
1: Eight points. Eight points. And the extra point, we'll never know if the Chiefs, you know, didn't have the luxury of being able to tie the game twice with field goals, where if he makes the extra point, in theory, they need a touchdown and they can't rely on Butker. That was a pretty clutch 57-yard field goal, by the way. I don't know which was more impressive, the holder or the, the kicker.
0: Almost have to give equal credit on that one, David.
1: He just got that sucker down, too. He had two hands on the top of it. I mean, he was just like, he was holding that football like a possum. Here, here it is. I'm planting it on the ground. Now kick it.
0: Holding it like yeah, a possum. I'm not
2: following that one.
0: I don't know anybody who's ever held a possum. I'm trying to think back to a Carson when they would bring on the... Right, the pets. The pets. Not the pets, I, but the zoo animals.
1: Yes, yeah. Uh, for, uh, from the Columbus a, Zoo there. Back Canada right? There. Yeah,
0: that, and Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, did he ever bring a possum on, and did Carson ever hold a possum? And if I've, so, did he hold the possum like a football? I don't know.
1: I've got... A Ricky Gervais, John Stewart bit in my head in which they were talking about uh, Ricky Gervais made a certain gesture and John Stewart questioned him and it, it was a somewhat inappropriate gesture and it ended up going down a road. It's hysterical. Look it up. But that that's kind of so to me, I, that's just kind of what I guess that's to me, Mark. If I grab the possum, I would grab it just like that holder did that football. High snap. Oh, just get it down. Two hands on the top. Just kick the damn thing. I know it's not pretty. Just kick it. Do your damn job.
0: How far do you think Butkert could kick a possum?
1: Well, in warm-ups, apparently his last kick in warm-up was 70 yards. He made a 70-yard field goal.
2: Were you guys at all shocked by the fact that I I thought the Super Bowl record would have been a lot longer than it was? It does make sense when you think about it because it's like it's the Super Bowl. So teams aren't really trying super long field goals. But when they said it was only what, 55 initially?
1: I think Steve Christie, 54, the Niners kicker had the record for like an hour. Right,
2: right. So for 54 going into that game to be the record, I just you see 54 try yard tries all the time in the regular season.
1: But there's a little more at stake in the Super Bowl, number one, and I think you know coaches. You know, if you miss, that's good field position.
0: Right there, you go. In in, for the longest time, you got to figure for 40 of these suckers, field position was everything.
1: You know, analytics is a fairly new phenomenon. So, you know, they they took the three a lot, but then at that part of the field, they're like, yeah, I'll take the delay game and punt.
2: Yeah, see, it it makes sense when you think about it. I just initially, my knee-jerk reaction was, that's that's it? That's the record?
1: I mean, it seems preposterous today, but when Norwood was lining up for the 47-yard field goal, I mean, today we'd laugh. But literally, as he was lining up 34 years ago, or 33 years ago in Tampa. I mean, the graphic came up on the screen. He's never made a field goal this long on grass in his career. 47 yards. Miller and Moulton. Thanks for listening, Florida Sports Network.
0: Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network.
1: 21 minutes past the hour. Thanks so much for being with us. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, Network floridasportsnetwork.com. 206 days until the uh, NFL regular season starts. Stop it. Sorry. Why
0: would you go do something like that?
1: I just (laughs) want to be able to further justify why it is we're going to spend the whole show talking about this game. The whole show. Hell. Decide how much of tomorrow's show we're going to spend talking about this game, okay?
0: We'll talk about it with Pat Kerwin.
1: Definitely, and probably bring it up with David Sampson. Pretty much. Halftime and broadcasting and some of the other thoughts that he has. Um, Is it too early to get into the list of uh, free agents that both teams have? I mean. Okay, you could say yes. I think it is. Okay, fair enough.
0: I think it is. I think we've got time to let that marinate a little bit.
1: I, I I think we do, yes. Uh, you know, Mark, we have to declare things, you know, and listen, we're guilty of it. We're asking you, is the Chiefs, what they've done to Dynasty? You know, that's wanting to label something. We we can be guilty of it, too. We try not to be. But daily poll questions, in a sense, are labeling, aren't they? Yes, no, you know, maybe so. Did you like Usher's halftime performance? That's one of our two poll questions today. Yay, nay, or eh. mm. And yes, is uh, people are thumbs up on Usher, right?
0: As of last check, they were. Yeah. yeah. Uh now the A eh has eh? taken over as the leader.
1: Okay. So yeah, you know, what's A eh? like a B minus? Is that what we think? Eh, is. Because I feel badly. I like to me, it wasn't an A, but it was a B. But was I it a C
0: don't... by New Jersey grading scales?
1: Oh, you think it was an eighty-four? Was it They're right on that border, just missing i B? I'm just asking. Yeah, I. would really it a, close.
0: I'd give it a B, because it finished strong. You know, the yes, final it. exam being yeah. a big part of the grading, and the right. final exam was great. It finished on a high note.
1: So it was an essay, and you're reading it as the teacher in the first half. You're like, uh, I don't know. But then you puts it all together, finishes it off, and you're thinking, oh, all right, this guy gets it. He read the book. He understands.
0: And he big, talks. big controversy with the national anthem. Oh, someone texted. They missed the beginning of the show. I know people are jumping in and out. Was the anthem over? Yes. Yes. I
1: don't think there should be any controversy when it comes to this. She doubled up at the end. She did. She doubled up. Not supposed to do that. You're supposed to just sing the damn song. Right. I love. I love you, Reba. And I do like Reba. I love their sitcom. Okay? You can make as much fun of me as you want.
0: I can't because I've never seen it, so it could have been terrific. I don't know.
1: It was cute. All right. So, anyway.
0: But she doubled up.
1: Yep. So she sang Home of the Brave twice. After the first time she was done, it was an under. Then she decided the band kept playing. It's like, what are they doing? And she's setting it again. Oh, no! And that took it over. Miller and Moulton have a pretty simple definition when it comes to the anthem. First note, last note. Time it up.
0: And we were literally, I had just, we were just finishing the plate of chicken wings at the table. My wife and I both with the stopwatch. And it was an under the whole way. It was, it she sure was, was flying. It flying. was my kind. As this is two former play-by-play guys who loved that anthem. there is nothing worse to Miller and Moulton than a long dragged out national anthem because we did play by play for a lot of years. David still does a little bit here and there. And to time that up when you're trying to take your last commercial break to get on the air and start your broadcast for the game, you've done your little pregame show and you time out that coach's interview and you send it to break and you're hoping you come back and we're ready for tip face off, whatever the hell sport we might be broadcasting. Right. Reba gave us a great anthem last night.
1: She did. The last thing you want is one of those two-minute and 20-second anthems when you come back and the anthem's playing over the radio because it's a little awkward. That's all. Some people like it. Broadcasters usually don't. They just want to say we're going to pause for the national anthem, be back with the starting lineups of the opening tip right after this. You know, you're listening to Old Dominion Basketball, right? I have no idea why I went there. I don't know why I went possum before, like the holder was holding the football like a possum. Someone
0: who held a possum back to you, though. Someone, we actually have a listener in the show who held a possum and said it was and, a very
1: accurate description. Right, which I'm glad, because, you know, I mean, we've got three possum holders in our audience, so it's nice to know that I'm getting a thumbs up. It's good to know. So... um so are we are we blaming anybody today? Are we labeling uh, those now want to say that you know Mahome's is the greatest of all time. That's it. You know there's never been anybody better. like Mark, no one else, no one else at the quarterback position has never uh, taken the ball and uh, driven down the field late in a Super Bowl and won the game. Uh, it's apparently it's never happened before. Because when Mahomes did it, he, he's uh, phew, he's best of all time. It's never happened before, apparently, I, which is remarkable to me. Because I've got twelve instances right off the top of my head. I'm just wondering: am I watching? The, <laughs> am I watching the CFL? I mean, is am I watching the UFL? Or, or I thought they were the Super Bowl. Hell, in fact. How many times did Brady do it? Well, the first two Super Bowls he won, he did it. Right. Those were walk-off field goals. You know, the third one, yeah, he made the mistake of scoring on two drives earlier in the fourth quarter so that they could just hold off and win by three. I mean, you know, though they were down 28-3 to and won the first overtime Super Bowl. Mahomes was down 10 nothing. Ah, oh, unbelievable. Coming back. Okay. It's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking away from Patrick Mahomes. I'm just thinking, I think we're going a little cuckoo for Coco Puffs. He's 28 years old. One guy's got seven, he's got three. I just, I don't know. I mean, to me, it would be like declaring Jordan the greatest basketball player of overtime, of all time when he retired the first time at 30. Well, some people did. They
2: put the I, statue I understand.
1: up. I understand that some people did. Okay, but to me, and to a lot of others, it's like, well, hold on here. We're declaring him the greatest of all time now? You know, he played... Nine years, three titles. Are we sure? He's amazing. Put him on the short list. But the GOAT? Now, goes back from the whole baseball, you know, experience, and then does what he does. It's like, ah, okay. All right. Now, yep, you're the guy. Yep, GOAT, that's you. Where do you want the statue? You know, the whole deal. Got it. That's all. I just feel like this is where we are with Mahomes. We're like Jordan at 30. And it's fitting to mention the baseball thing. You know, your guys, your Tigers drafted him in 37th round, you know.
0: Maybe he'll go play.
1: That's what take you're, a, make him an offer.
0: Take a quick hiatus.
1: Yeah. I'll take him. So, I mean, his father was a pretty good pitcher. Yeah. You guys, goodness knows, could use another arm. Anywhere, everybody could use another. Who I
0: was going to say, who couldn't use another arm?
1: Right. So, I mean, that's. I just think we're we're just a little. Look, listen, he was fourth quarter in overtime. He was, you know, he was awesome. He didn't awesome. blink. Yeah, he was awesome. All right, those first three quarters, he was not that good. Just saying, and saying,
0: and that was. To me, that game was a lot of that. That game for three quarters was not a great game. But the fourth quarter in overtime, well, they delivered. That was fun. Miller and Moulton. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network.
1: 22 minutes till the top of the hour. That's where we lead you along the network, the Diamond District Bonus Hour. For the two three nine is just a segment away. Um, so Kyle Shanahan after the game was asked, Hey, um, why'd you take the ball in overtime? And so his answer is because I wanted to be assured of getting the ball after each team gets it once. He said, because after that, you know, then next score wins. And so in theory, if you're the team that doesn't get the ball two out of three times, you know, you could lose. So that was his answer. So he obviously thought that they were going to play a little while. The other thing that's come out here is that apparently the Niners players We're not all aware of the overtime rules. Apparently, the Chiefs were totally aware. And according to Chris Jones, defensive lineman for the Chiefs, if the Niners had scored a touchdown, the Chiefs were going for two. So don't know if that was a decision that was made on the bench in which as they walked to the bench, they were basically told, well, your day is, you know, if they had given up a touchdown, hey, your day is done because we're going to win it or lose it right here. But Chris Jones after the game said, A, we were fully aware of the overtime rules, and B, uh, if the Niners had scored a touchdown, we were going, if we scored, we were going to go for the win. Do
2: you 100% believe that?
1: Uh, I don't see how Chris Jones would say it if it wasn't true. Him and Andy Reid, by the way, are very close. So If you saw the reaction of the two of them uh, on the field, I mean, uh, those are two men that care about each other. So, yeah, I... Actually, yeah, I
0: I believe 100. I, I don't because there's no reason to say it otherwise. Well,
2: I guess I I just think there might be an element of that's kind of a swagger thing to say afterwards. Like we we had faith in ourselves the whole time and we were going regardless. I I don't I'm not saying he's lying. I'm just well no. Because, it's easy to say I mean, that after you win and it doesn't even matter.
1: But Andy's not a riverboat gambler coach. He's not Dan Campbell. I mean, look like Dan Campbell with six seconds left in regulation would have run another play. Dan wouldn't have kicked the field goal when there's time for another play. By the way, classic Romo. They put a second back on the clock for 10 seconds and he goes, "Oh, this is this is key, Jim, because you know, if they run a quick play with 6 seconds left, you got time to run another play." So they run the 4-second play and then he goes, "Oh, you got to kick the field goal here, Jim. It just said you're going to run another play." I can't watch. I'm just telling you right now, I'm not watching with the volume up in four years, when he and Nance do another one, I'm not. It's the last, the last Super Bowl I've given Roma. I can't do it anymore.
0: I wonder if, in you know, just looking back at the snap, which it turns out to be irrelevant because they won the game, but in running that play, you know, he was they were getting low snaps the whole time. If Reed's panicked at the, you know, a yeah. low snap, I mean, there were a lot of things that could have yeah. gone wrong there. And I wonder if that entered into it, David, because to me I said kick initially. And thinking back, it really doesn't make sense. Six seconds is plenty of time to run another play.
1: So, you know, but Andy, you know, just took the field goal. Uh, okay. So, you know, come on. If Andy had come out and we're gonna go for two, think about that moment, by the way. We're gonna win or lose the Super Bowl on this play. <laughs> I would take a timeout if I was Kyle Shanahan. Just because I'm so nervous, I think I need to go to the latrine. Man, how great would that be if that moment ever comes? They're going for two in the win. Uh, Win what? The Super Bowl.
0: So you're watching the Australian broadcast in four years? Is that your plan? Are you going to sync up Kevin Harlan on the radio?
1: I'm watching Nickelodeon, or I'm going to mute it and uh, put, yeah, the Westwood One app or something, yep.
2: Hey, in four years, we don't know. There might be streaming services and all sorts of broadcasts, alternative broadcasts you can watch.
1: Well, last night, A, the game was streamed on Paramount, I mean, for what it's worth, because CBS owns it. And, I mean, they had an alternate broadcast. It was the first alternate broadcast of a Super Bowl. That game was on Nickelodeon. Was, right. Slime and everything. They made fun of people's names. They had people's names spelled differently. I mean, you know, they had fun with it. I don't sure even
0: know you're... if I get Nickelodeon.
1: I was going to say. I really don't. I. I mean, your daughter's may be a little too old for Nickelodeon, but no, maybe not. Turned in ten? Probably
0: not. But I don't even know if I, I, I don't even know if I get it to go to the alternate broadcast. I'm really happy that you watched a little slime TV during the that you had enough runs. Oh,
1: I just I third quarter I was literally yelling at the TV. I, 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 he bothers me so much that I just I needed a break. I just needed a few plays. Give me a little Noah Eagle, Nate Burleson, and some slime. Give me some kids on the sidelines making fun of everybody. Okay, good. All right, I guess I'll go back to Nansen Romo now. Jim! And we didn't get many of those yesterday. No, we didn't. Well you knew he wasn't we weren't gonna get it because his boss publicly leading up to the Super Bowl said he needs to calm down. So you knew he was gonna rein himself in a little bit.
0: Well, he gave a tell when I'm watching the pregame and they brought they did a segment with Nansen Romo.
1: Right, on the set. On the
0: set. And Romo referred to Jim Nance as Nance. And when he did that, that was the tell he wasn't going Jim the whole game. Because I've never once heard Romo referred to Jim Nance just by his last name. So, somebody got to Romo with that one.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that somebody was Sean McManus. Said, listen, I signed you to the contract. Can you do me one favor? Could you calm down a little bit? Of course, he's still talking after the winning touchdown.
0: <laughs> I might have taken his headset off and thrown it if I was doing play-by-play.
1: I know play-by-play guys who literally would have punched their analyst if th- that moment of all – I mean, come on. We don't like it when we're doing game-winning basketball shots and the color commentator jumps all over. I mean, that's a Super Bowl. That game-winning touchdown in overtime of the Super Bowl, Nance could barely get it out of his mouth.
0: That's all right. It was too on the spot for Nance to have a scripted response for that one anyhow.
2: I was going to ask you guys, like, what are your thoughts on Nance? I know how you Uh, feel about Tony, if that's not perfectly clear already.
0: I don't like Nance's scripted stuff. Gotcha. I think he does just fine as a play-by-play, but... You don't like
2: Hello, Friends?
0: Oh, I'm fine with Hello Friends. Uh, at the end of a, at the end of March Madness, it seems like he already has written down. He wrote down that morning how he was going to end the game, and I like a little bit more spontaneity in my broadcast. That, that's all. But he's a pro, pro. It's understandable,
1: David. He's excellent. Uh, he sees a lot. I think Tony has impacted him for the worst. I think he has to spend so much time and energy caddying. Tony and covering up his mistakes, quite frankly, and what he's not mentioning that he's not at quite as sharp at all the other stuff. You could never get anything by Nance in a broadcast golf, basketball, football. He was very alert, very aware. He made three mistakes on the final drive in regulation. Jim got a Jim got two players names wrong yesterday. I, I listen. I mean, and one right, of them was Travis is, Kelsey. I mean, I mean, yeah, one of them was Travis Kelsey twice, by the way. He, he called when it was Kelsey, when it wasn't, and then he didn't know who Mahomes overthrew when he threw the interception. Uh, he overthrew Kelsey. I mean, now that's I, to some of you that may be little nitpicky. Let me tell you, in the industry, that's a four alarm fire. So. But Nance, uh, he's done seven Super Bowls, by the way, which is like tied for third or fourth all time. And he's the active leader if you take Al Michaels out of the rotation because he's never going to do one again. Al and Summerall, I think, were tied for the most with 11. Summerall actually did more because he did like three or four as an analyst and one or two as a sideline guy. But Nance with seven, Buck with six is the active leader. If Joe had stayed at Fox... They'd be tied, and Joe would be doing next year's to be the leader in the clubhouse. So, but there you go.
0: So a little bit on the broadcast, but I know some of you out there like Tony Romo. Yes. Miller and Moulton don't.
1: No. 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 And can't do another one.
0: David has warned me out on this, but the fact of the matter is is that the more you listen to Tony Romo, the more you realize that he's kind of winging it.
1: I love the fact he, he does not have the players' names. And the right guard here with a good block. Look look down at the sheet. Well, yeah, It's right there. I mean, you know. I know you didn't do the notes, but your guy Tommy did. It's right there. He put the board right in front of you. He You can't I mean, look we down on it. We
0: see it every time that we go to a live shot. You can see the right. board right there.
1: Right. I mean, Tommy put a lot of work into that board. Could you read the guy's name? <sighs> All right. Enough of that. Miller and Moulton. Poll questions are
0: your thoughts on Usher's halftime performance. Loved it? Hated it? Eh. Three choices are there. Eh, is leading right now. With the is it spell? really? Yes. And then, do you consider the Chiefs a dynasty? Nearly eighty percent of you do.
1: Three out of five, four appearances in five years, six straight appearances in the AFC Championship game. I think, by the way, it all counts. Like, and this may be nitpicking. Remember when I threw at you early in the show, you know, when the Giants in baseball won three World Series in five years? Right. 2010, 2012, 2014. They didn't make the playoffs in the two years in between. Exactly. But when they made the playoffs, they won the World Series.
0: In fact, I think in one of those years, they were damn near last place. Because they it was a really quirky run of how right. the Giants did that.
1: Right. Meanwhile, when the Blackhawks won their three cups in six years, two other times they had gotten to the conference finals. I mean, in 2009, they lost in the conference finals to the Wings in 2014. They lost game seven overtime in the conference finals to the Kings. So, you know, during that run there, you know, they won three cups, but, you know, I mean, they were literally a goal away from appearing in a fourth final. You know, that's why that Blackhawks one, to me, is right on the fence in hockey. To me, what furthers this as the dynasty is it's six straight appearances in the AFC Championship game. It's four of the last five Super Bowls with three W's. And the only one they lost, they lost to Brady. Which is almost like, I mean, I don't want to say it gives you a pass. But it gives you half a pass. They lost to Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah, most everybody does.
0: It's... It's right there, David. It's right there. I just, I guess we now look at dynasties in half decades. I,
1: do you think it's because nowadays with free agency and player movement being, you know, I mean, come on. When once Edmonton and the Islanders put those dynasties together in the 80s, they weren't going anywhere. I mean, nobody left in free agency in hockey. I mean, the only reason Gretzky got traded was because the owner literally was about to lose the franchise. He was losing so much money, he had to trade Gretzky to save money. You didn't break those teams up. Those teams just got old and stopped winning. Now, it's tough to keep, you know, tough to keep a team together. So maybe
0: we, you know, maybe I have to change in my head what I think a dynasty is. That, you know, a modern-day dynasty is different than a dynasty way back, David, in the eighties.
1: Look at you! Did you think the Spurs were a dynasty? You start. It starts in ninety nine, the strike season. Their last title was twenty fourteen. They lost one finals, I think. They Never. Won there back to back Western either. because they lost the finals to uh, the Heat in seven in twenty thirteen. But that's a 15-year run where they won five championships, went to six finals, and they went to like eight or nine Western finals.
0: I think that qualifies. Okay. I think that e-
1: qualifies. Even though they never went back-to-back back and, you know, there, was, there were moments in between. I mean, you know, hell, the, you know. Dynasty started because Robinson got hurt the year before and they got Duncan.
0: Well, you do need that. Every, in that sport especially back then.
1: And that's even better than Dunkin' Donuts right there if you can get a Tim Duncan. And I like Dunkin' Donuts. And we love the ad for what it's worth.
0: The ad won the gold medal last night. No doubt there. Miller and Moulton, along the network, we thank you so much for listening. In the 239, the Diamond District Bonus Hour is next.